everyone. Welcome back to another episode of A Little Jaded. I'm Jade, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Joanna. Hi, guys. I'm so excited for today's episode. Today's guest is Vivian Huynh, and you guys are probably familiar with Vivian. She's been in a couple other uh, podcasts with us because she's actually a member of the Jaded team. She's the lead of Jaded's TikTok team, but she's also Jaded's VP of Creative Operations. She has considered herself as a professional fangirl, and she is a VIP touring rep for VIP Nation. So she is here to talk all things touring, all things live events. She's fresh off her first US tour with Shiga of BTS, aka Augusty, and she's preparing to go back on the road for another tour with Twice, and is here to discuss how she got into touring, how she got into live events. She's a live events professional, but she graduated from California State University, LA with a bachelor's degree in psychology. And she's also certified in things like teaching English to foreign learners. So thanks for being here, Viv. Thanks for having me. This is so exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's, all, it's always so much fun to talk to, you know, Viv. It's just, it's it's going to be a fun one. But um, so, you know, first of all, as Joanna said in your intro, you graduated with a degree in psychology. So, you know, naturally, some people are probably like, how did you get there? How did you get to the music industry from psychology? Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the question here is, you know, how and when did you kind of know you wanted to work in the industry after making such a such a leap from psychology to music? That's a very valid question. Um, I knew I wanted to work in music basically since I was little, like you know, going to concerts, watching uh, my favorite artists and my parents are very musically inclined at home too so I was like I'm gonna be a musician or something when I grow up but growing up as like a firstborn Asian American daughter like I was told that's not a realistic job like it's not something like music is not stable it's not a career that you can have and so I went into psychology because I was like I like learning about people if I can't go into music psychology would be like the second best thing for me and so I went with my like I changed my whole life plan of being a musician to I'm gonna go to college I'm gonna get a degree in psych I'm gonna go to med school which is what I did and then the pandemic hit and I saw all those TikToks about fangirl to music industry pipeline and I was like maybe maybe it's doable and I saw Jaded do a little like advertising and I was like let me give it a try I didn't think I was gonna get it I think I've talked to you guys about this before but I was like so so nervous for my jaded productions interview like I was shaking in my boots I was like I have no experience in the music industry all I know is what I've learned from like my fan accounts on Twitter and then you guys were like yeah she's got it and I was like okay and it kind of just like sparked a little like flame in me that like made me believe okay music is possible and I just went from there so I kind of just stopped everything I was doing in psych and went to like full gears shift toward music industry which has been pretty good so far yeah I mean I think we pretty much loved you right away from your interview <laughs> so it's funny to hear that you were like super nervous about it because I remember you had like a little you had like a Harry Styles poster in the back and I was like I'm going to like this girl <laughs> I just remember yes. but I remember I had known you a little bit um because of um street teams that we were both a part of so mm -hmm. 
Um, aside from obviously Jaded, um, I know that you were in other street teams and things. So what were other first steps that you kind of took to learning a little bit more about the industry? Um, I think the very first TikTok I saw was a fan to band TikTok, which kind of like they were so open and welcoming and like, hey, just join our street team. And before I had no idea what a street team was. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna be a part of this crew and like put little posters around this city. I didn't know like the impact it had. And then I saw another video that said, if you ran a fan account when you were younger, or if you did this when you were younger, that's kind of like free PR for the artist. It's like, you've been doing this for such a long time already. And when I saw those videos, it kind of clicked in my head. Like I have been doing this since I was probably 13 or 14. I just need to like hone in on those skills. And so I would reach out to like smaller artists in my city and be like, hey, I know you don't have a following and I also don't have any like creds or any like skills, but I feel like we can work together. And like, I would like do little graphics for these artists. Um, I would um, put together kind of like little like, hey, listening party for this person on this day. Like you can come to the park and listen to it with me. And then I started volunteering at like little venues in LA because I'm from LA, like I can help you sell merch. I can I can talk to your fans. Um, and what else did I do? I started off as like a merch seller and like a ticket seller, basically. That's how I kind of got into the music industry. That's so cool. I had no idea that you were doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. You know, it's those little it's those little steps that like make the bigger impact I guess you know mm-hmm. it's the little things that make a big impact on your career and on your life and on other people's lives and stuff so that's that's really awesome um so we talk obviously as you know um we talk a lot about like the fan to professional pipeline and becoming starting out as a fan and becoming a professional and and stuff like that and obviously you are a great example of this um but as you said you just went on your first tour with Suga of BTS um which was I was trying to figure out every I was like "Mm, Viv what are you doing today like trying to figure (laughs) it was so cool but um you know you're a fan of that group and you're a K-pop fan in general so uh how have you been able to create the separation between professionalism and pleasure Mm -hmm. when it comes to working with artists that you know you've been a fan of because, I mean, I can imagine that that's that's hard for some people to collectively conceptualize, you know. Yeah. Yes, you're in the music industry and yes, you're doing something that you really like and you might happen to be a fan of an artist. But, you know, how mm-hmm. do you retain your professionalism so that you are able to be asked back for shows and things like that? Yeah. No, I will say that when I first got the email that had like the offer for that tour for Sugar BTS, I was like shaking in my boots I think I texted both of you guys I texted both of you guys and I was like oh my god this is happening because they are one of he is one of my favorite artists ever and I was kind of in like a little like panic mode of how do I act professional but then I just I always tell myself that artists are just people too and they are like we all know that they are people Um, so it was kind of like something I told myself 
every day leading up to the Torres, he's just a person. He's here to do his job and you're here to help him do his job. And for it to go well, for you to see a show that you know the artist is capable of, you have to keep your cool and you just kind of have to pretend like they don't exist. <laughs> Which is like, for me, it's kind of like, there's a like like for us the way the best way I would describe it is like we're all friends but we all work together so sometimes like we'll get distracted and like talk about like oh my god like this happened the other day um but then at the end of the day it's like okay we separate our friendship and our like work relationship and I think that's what I did to like help me get through was I compared it to like well obviously like he's not my friend he's like somebody like I idolize in a sense but I did the separation of okay I can be a fan after I clock off but until that like hour hits I am full work mode he doesn't exist he is my quote-unquote boss but also as what helped as like a VIP nation tour rep is you're mostly fan facing so I was just kind of working with people that like I understood and I didn't like kind of like out of sight out of mind he wasn't there he wasn't in my way like not in thought whatsoever yeah I feel like your mindset is like the best mindset to kind of go about that and I think that that's what separates like people who are able to kind of follow fan to professional versus people who are just meant to be fans and that's okay some people mm -hmm. like if they just want to be a fan then they just they just want to be a fan like all of us are fans need the fans yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like definitely but there also there does have to be that ability to make that switch because, mm -hmm. I mean, all of us here in this call have been in positions where we're working with, like, super cool people. And it's, like, obviously, in the back of your head, you're, like, oh, my God. Like, what am I doing? Like, it's, like, a weird out-of-body experience and you, like, want to freak out. But you can freak out later. Like, the time to freak yeah. out is not there. Do mm -hmm. your job. And then later you can be, like, oh, my God, I just did this. As soon as you hit the car, you can just be, like... Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once yeah, you're still in that venue, your coworkers <laughs> with that person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I remember my very, very first gig was um BTS in Las Vegas, and they're like my favorite group. Yeah, um, because it was my first gig, I was like, you know, incognito. Nobody needs to know that I'm a fan. Nobody needs to know that I know all of their names. Like, let's just keep it chill. Um, and then right when I got to my car, I was like oh my god that just happened I just you know it was crazy but that's how I kind of learned to separate and I think we all understand like how to separate because we also want what's best for them in the sense of us working and doing the best that we can to like make sure whatever they need runs smoothly yeah and I think the important thing to note too is like that separation like maybe it can be but in my mind I feel like it almost can't be taught I feel like it's kind of you have to it's like an inherit type of thing where you have to know oh, okay I'm at work right now like exactly mm -hmm. what you said like if you want to freak out during the concert and be like oh my god I'm watching the show totally valid I feel like everybody on a person's team is a fan of the artist in some way but mm -hmm. there has to be that ability to make that switch yeah and this is just something that I was curious about. This wasn't a question that we had pre-planned, but I thought about it. Um, I feel like especially in the K-pop industry, they're very serious about hiring professionals because it's a very oh. it's a very intense industry. And like all throughout the industry, they want to make sure that whoever they're hiring can be trustworthy. So when you were going through that hiring process, 
were you like purposely trying to not portray yourself as fan oh a hundred percent I to this day I don't really let them know I'm a fan unless I kind of see any hints that they I I let them expose themselves to me first so I know I'm yeah. safe um but I think it's just like working with like k-pop everybody is so professional and so on it all the time and I've seen like the Korean side of things where they're just always like they have things down to a T ready like this is the time that we should get them in this is everything we need like very type a kind of and mm-hmm. so it make it's like in a way kind of like a scary motivation of like don't don't f around just do your job do what you need to do and then once you have everything finished and once it's done for the day then you can go back to being who you are but let's just kind of like stick to being as professional as possible so that everybody can get their jobs done yeah definitely it's almost like a okay it's game time right now it's not play time yeah it to me it feels like a light switch because like I will see like everybody sitting in like their crew room kind of just like laughing and giggling and then like oh my god it's time and like everybody like some switch goes off in their head and they're just up and like doing everything and I'm like okay I want to be like you <laughs> that's I think it's the coolest thing in the world like to watch people back like you know like you're backstage or something and everybody's just like chilling like Kate like eating like whatever catered foods in there and then like somebody walk like radios and is like we need this and then somebody like immediately hops up and it's back to work and I'm like mm-hmm. it's just kind of funny like it, it's, it's like- so it's so fun to watch it's like yeah. wow it's yeah. like almost like instinct at that point where it's like oh gotta go <laughs> yeah it's crazy cool sorry just wanted to throw that in <laughs> and I mean okay so obviously we've talked about you went on your first tour all of this stuff and everybody listening is probably listening because they want to know like how they can get into touring I feel like touring is such a sought after field and we always say this but it's not something that can necessarily be taught in school like there's Mm -hmm. entertainment and like event like majors in college but it's so not like it doesn't prepare you for what it's like to actually go on tour so Mm -hmm. you want to explain kind of how you first got your footing into live events and how that led you to actually going on your first tour Mm -hmm. and maybe offer advice to someone else who might want to do the same um well props to Joanna because she was the first person (laughs) that gave me Joanna was the connection to my first gig with like anything like Live Nation VIP Nation wise which was BTS in Las Vegas and from there it's just like I know Jaded always pushes this but it's all networking it's all like if you're gonna show up to work a show don't just work like use it as like a hey I'm gonna do a good job but I also want to get to know the rep I want to make friends with the assistants that are working because for me that's what's that's what benefited me the most was becoming friends with the people that I was working with because after my first gig um, in Las Vegas, I got texts from them saying, hey, there's another gig in LA. And it just kind of like a snowball effect of like, I just started working every, like a show every other weekend, like that entire year, because everybody that I knew and met were like, 
hey, I know you're good, so I referred you to this person, and they're going to shoot you an email, and I think that's one of the biggest things is I know a lot of assistants that come to work shows, but they're, like, a little on the shy side, so they don't really socialize, and, like, my biggest advice is just don't be shy. Like, just talk to whoever, because you never know, like, who can get you where, and for me, it was, it was Mac. You guys did a podcast with her, but she always emphasizes like meeting the right people at the right time. And like, I think I met her at the right time. And she told me like she saw potential in me and and she would like recommend me to like people that were higher up and say like, hey, you should hire her. And it was just kind of like proving myself like when I work a gig, I'm not just working a gig. I'm like mentally prepared to like if we're missing this. I will be able to figure out what to do if somebody gets angry or like even though this went wrong well it's like all quick thinking so kind of just like use every show that you work as like an opportunity to prove that you're not just like like one-minded thinking you can do anything given the circumstances and use what you have as your resources um and I got offered the opportunity to to do like a one-off like kind of just like a hey, we're going to put you as the temporary rep for one show and see if you can do it before we put you on like a full-scale tour. I remember when that happened. (laughs) And I was terrified because it was for a Ukrainian singer. So I didn't know anything about the fan base or the artist. I I kind of went in blind. And it was just like, it was a little crazy because... I just didn't know what to expect, but I just went in pretending that I knew what to do. Like, I got the text that said, oh, go to this room to get your crew pass. And I was just like, I don't know where that is, but I will walk around this venue and pretend that I do so that I don't look like I'm clueless. And it worked. And so I just spent the rest of that day going, I I know what I'm doing. I'm going to get through this. And it was a very successful first one-off. And then from there, I, I got offered my first tour. I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me, Viv. That, that, that has me cracking up because somebody <laughs> said the same thing to me at a venue one time. They were like, go find, like, go downstairs, find these pipes, bring them back up. I was like, I don't know where downstairs <laughs> is. I don't know what pipes you're talking about, but I'm going to find some stairs and we're going to see what happens. Like, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> make so, it till you yeah. make it, basically. You just have to fake it till you make it, but like do a good job while you're faking it and you're set. <laughs> yes, exactly. No matter what, just be like, yeah, I'll go find, like, I'll go find that. Even if we have no idea where it's at, try to figure it out, you know, because that's how yeah. you're going to get like, yeah, like, cause you know, actually I think the first time that, I mean, you guys are a little bit more experienced in the touring world than I am, but the first time I was asked to be like a VIP assistant or whatever, um, he gave me like the special tag that like gets you the backstage access. And then, and then he was like, okay. And he just pointed at like, uh, like something that you had to set up for like photo opportunities. And he was like, okay, set that up. I'll be back. And like, he didn't come back for 20 minutes. And I had no, like first <laughs> ever show I've ever worked. I was like, all right, we're gonna figure this out. I was like, let's yeah. put the pipes together. Let's figure this out. So, exactly. Yeah. So it's like I feel like most of it is just faking it till you make it and figuring it out and like nodding your head yes mm-hmm. and figuring it out. Yeah. Because 
during my sorry we're like trailing off but during my first tour which just happened with Suga um something I was told was never let anyone know that it's your first time not because you're like you don't want to share it but it's like some people will kind of use that to their advantage and like kind of like you know let's blame the newbie or like some people will see it as like an excuse if you mess up oh like it's your first time like you know so just kind of fake it even though it's not your first time and I think one of my proudest moments on that tour was when the Live Nation tour rep I told him it was my first time on the very last day I was like this was my first tour and he just had like this expression of like shock like there's no way this is your first tour I don't believe you like you did such a good job and I think that's like that was the best feeling for me is knowing that even though I probably was faking it like 50 percent of the time like I still did a good job so you know everyone can fake it till they make it yes I love that I mean obviously yes fake it till you make it but it's also just about like like you're gonna figure things out you're gonna figure things out as you go first time Mm -hmm. is not gonna be easy for anybody and I feel like it's about going in and being a little bit clueless and even if you're not 100% sure what to do on your first day the second time around you're gonna be like okay I know how to do this like I got exactly it's really I feel like especially with touring it's a very cyclical type of thing right yeah definitely it's very much like the first show day is always not going to go the way you planned it but the second show day will go like nearly perfect because you already had all your hiccups from the first day and touring is very like repetitive but it's also like a job that keeps you on your toes because you never know what is going to happen and I feel like not everyone is as suited for touring because you have to be somebody who is just always mentally prepared for something that could go wrong or something that you know happens out of your control and you're like oh well down (laughs) but then you end up figuring it out yeah I'm laughing because I'm like yeah you really I think that's a really good point I just want to emphasize that like just take a look at yourself and like your personality before you decide that touring is your thing because you know like like Viv said and like Joanna's touched on before it's like it's not for everybody and like you have to be ready for things to go wrong at any second and yeah like it's not it's not butterflies and and rainbows and stuff and like I mean that's why I can't do touring because I if one thing goes wrong I like sit down and cry for a little bit like you know (laughs) you know what I mean so like you have to be very good at like wait like when something hits to to fix it really quickly and not let it get under your skin or anything so I think that's like that's a really good point to hit home like if you're a perfectionist like touring might not be for you because things might not go correct all the time yeah and I mean that kind of goes into the next question that we were going to ask you anyway which was that like obviously like you look at touring and the events and it's so glorified because I mean obviously like in a way it is like a dream job like you get to be on tour you get to work in the live event space you get to watch like not probably not every day but you get to watch the show you get to like meet these amazing people and travel like obviously that's amazing but with the the high highs there are also some low lows Mm -hmm. uh, because you are go 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 all the time so what are just some tips that you would offer to someone who is looking to go on tour someone who maybe is preparing to go on their first tour and that can be in the sense of like mental health wise any tips 
what to pack like just things that made it mm-hmm. a successful first tour for you um for me I was really thankful that I had somebody like Mac because she gave me all the advice on like you know what to prepare for and what to pack packing wise is very simple just less is more and you're not gonna go to somewhere that you don't have access to buying anything um for me it it was like a big I had to prepare a lot I guess like mentally because for me I'm someone who is very introverted and I was worried like I'm gonna be around so many people all the time it kind of freaked me out a little bit and um I found out like I came to learn that being on tour you can either be the most introverted person or the most extroverted person and it won't matter because you can go to the venue do your job and go back to your hotel room or you can go to the venue do your job and like hang out with people so you have the choice to like you know be keep to yourself or like to to socialize you know um another thing is as a woman in the music industry when you're touring it's very much boys world man's world because most a majority of the people that you know work on stage or like like stage hands riggers and everything they are men and you just kind of have to like you know tell yourself like don't be afraid to like stand your ground you're a woman in this industry and you made it in this industry and you're gonna stay in this industry just kind of like empowerment to yourself like don't make yourself feel smaller because there are some people that will make comments of like oh like why are you here because there were a couple times on tour where I got like oh you're like so cute and so little like it like it makes you almost feel small and like you don't belong but I constantly reminded myself like hey I'm here I made it this far I've done the work for it and who gives an f who gives an f about what anybody says because like you made it um and it's just kind of like a constant battle of like just knowing that you belong where you belong because sometimes you do and you will feel out of place because touring does get lonely if you're not with the right crew or with the right people and I like had that like similar experience where like some of the people that I was working with made me feel a little left out but at the end of the day I was able to make my own friends because the people you're touring with there's like hundreds of them that you're touring with you're bound to at least create some relationship with somebody and just don't feel discouraged when you're on the road because it does kind of take a toll on you mentally because you're so you're kind of like a fish out of water you're never home the only time you can talk to your friends is online and sometimes you can't even you don't even have the time to like FaceTime your mom or like FaceTime your friends because you're in the venue for like 18 hours the whole day um but just kind of like be your own best friend and like make time for yourself is like my biggest advice when you're on tour and go shopping on your off day (laughs) I love that I love that. Oh my God. There was something that you said that made me think of something that Jade had said before. I think, I think it was when Jade said that she was working the big Tamra show and they thought that you guys were fans or something backstage. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. They almost kicked us out backstage. Yeah. yeah. I that. That was and it's the whole woman thing where it's like, 
oh like what are you doing here like when you said like somebody said like oh you're so like cute and small it's like to them they probably think that it, they're complimenting you but mm-hmm. it makes you yeah. like mentally feel smaller because you're yeah. like what do you mean I'm like cute and small like I'm cute and small yeah. so I'm not fit to be here or you don't expect me to be here but yeah that's when, that's when you prove them wrong no exactly, exactly. <laughs> jinx <laughs> a little jinx for you no I I totally agree with that it's like like I think your advice is amazing Viv like don't don't let it get under your skin like who cares what anybody thinks you know but like as far as those people go that are like you know immediately assuming that if you're a woman backstage like a 20 22 year old woman that you're at like a fan that snuck backstage or if you're you know working on the tour they're like oh you're so cute and little like would you say that to a coworker, like in a corporate environment, like you come out of like your cubicle and you're like, oh, you're so cute and small. Like, like no. that's harassment. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. <laughs> so it's like, why would you say it to somebody, to a woman on tour? Like I get like, yeah, but it's like, it's all about breaking those barriers and breaking those glass ceilings. Like, cause you know, when you think about it, women haven't been in touring that long like you know what I mean and like Mm -hmm. we're still not a majority on tours so you know you you gotta you gotta break those barriers somehow you know yeah it makes me really happy to know though like a lot of like because I've worked like a few VIP shows with VIP Nation too and I think all of the VIP reps that I've worked with have been women they've Mm -hmm. all been like boss women like super Mm -hmm. amazing at their jobs a lot of the people who work as like the the volunteers or like the part-time staff whatever most of them are also women and so I think that that is something that's so amazing because VIP work can be really really hectic and it's a lot of work and people know that it's a lot of work so I feel like it's so empowering when like you see this whole crew of women doing it and I'm sure Mm -hmm. like these men who are like making these comments are like oh like wow like I can't believe they're doing that and there's progress being made so that makes me really happy to see no definitely like I fully understand that you know as a VIP rep you're kind of like lower tier in like the scale of like what's most important when it comes to touring because like the stuff that you know everybody does to like prepare the stage and like build the stage and the screens and everything that takes so much work and like dedication and like I respect the people that do that but I'm also a person that's kind of like give respect get respect so it does like it does make me so happy to see that everybody that I've worked with so far like in like VIP land has been a woman because it just makes me like like you know girl boss power like I love seeing people like you know I love seeing women everywhere and like I've like met like women that are like the director of like the videos that you see on the tours and like women that are stage hands and women that are like rig- and I'm just like I I love you and I want to be like you and we're <laughs> we're gonna take over <laughs> you go girl yes. literally yes. <laughs> even like photographers like women who are like on doing staging like it's slowly happening and I think that um like even though like you said like this is just one part of the industry but like there's definitely opportunities that are there and you just yeah. have to show that you are good enough and that you want to be mm-hmm. there enough to deserve mm-hmm. it yeah yeah I totally agree and and not only that but uh, you know everything in touring isn't 
isn't like we said isn't all sunshine and rainbows but it also isn't like uh, like I I hope that we're not like you know like not convincing somebody to to try their hand at touring you know because it is also really really fun and and oh no definitely me I feel like shattering those glass ceilings and like you know getting to watch other women do things that you might want to do is really empowering so that's like a number one reason I feel like for me to be like for anybody to be in touring any women to be in touring or anything but also it's like just so much fun to watch like the fans come in and like be all excited overall like really fun you know (laughs) that too I'd say the best part about my job because it is mostly fan facing is seeing how happy they are that you like you know you gave them the experience of like seeing a sound check or like creating a little lounge for them to kind of like take pictures with their favorite artists I think that's what makes like the long days and everything kind of worth it because without fans you have no show and without no show there's just no job so like you guys like fans are the reason why most of the people in the music industry have the job that they have and seeing them happy and like saying like yeah you guys did great like thanks for working is just like the best feeling yeah exactly 100 percent. yeah there's no better feeling than a fan coming up to you and saying like you did great like you're so nice and like stuff like that like that is such a fun feeling Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah but so I mean you know obviously we talked about like the good and the bad and the highs and the lows of like touring so you know we just talked about like a uh, a high of touring is meeting the fans but in your experience have you ever gotten a little a little dated and if so how do you come back to the uh, industry that you love um let's see because this was my first tour I think I feel like I experienced a whirlwind (laughs) of everything just within the span of like a month and my boss even told me she said this is the hardest tour that you will ever be on because Sugar's tour was a GA like fan experience so like it was like first come first serve like first person in line like camping it was just a lot to deal with to a point where like I know earlier I said I love helping the fans and seeing them happy but there were points in that tour where I was like why are you camping outside I want you to go home because you're making me so miserable right now And it just kind of like took away from the experience because like before I was all for like, I love the fans. I'm a fan. This is going to be great. And for like a good week or two, two weeks into the tour, I was like, I hate every single one of you. I don't associate with this fandom anymore. I'm, I am not army. (laughs) I, but after we kind of like got into the rhythm of things like figuring out, okay, let's just work with them let's just talk to the fans and like kind of get to know them like why have you been outside for eight days and like let's let's work with the line like let's after we kind of figured out how to like you know just manage everything that's when I kind of grew that love back for like that fandom that I like claim to be a part of and like the work that I do because it just made things easier when everyone was just calmer and work together rather than like I'm the VIP rep and I'm telling you you need to listen to me and like we're gonna move this way it was more of hey guys like let's all get you inside and like move you very slowly nice and orderly and then 
like the first three show days they were mean they were saying some things that were not very nice but for the rest of the tour they were very like oh my god thank you so much for organizing it like you did so great and then that's what brought my love back for like working in this tour because I'll tell you this was my first time and I was like this is not how touring should go but it picked up and then like getting to know the crew and like getting to know like the people I was working with and seeing my friends who were like you know worked as local assistants kind of like gave me that little reminder like hey this is where you started you started with your friends and you and your friends are only going to keep going up from here and that kind of just like gave me the little reminder yeah you you love doing what you do wow. and also seeing Joanna in Oakland helped Joanna was like the little hey. burst of, like, Joanna was in Oakland <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> literally, so... that was the last show too i didn't even realize that that was the last show so i was like oh, my oh gosh. really so yeah that, i was like this is so what were you exciting. doing joanna i was just doing i was working for viv <laughs> yeah just VIP and stuff yeah sweet oh that's so cool <laughs> yeah, i think that's really cool honestly like even though it probably in the moment you probably felt like why me like for such a like crazy tour i feel like it says a lot that they trusted you to go on that tour because it's a bts member mm-hmm. like it doesn't get any crazier yeah. than that other than like if One Direction toured like seriously oh, definitely <laughs> like that's probably the worst of the worst and I don't mean worse than like it's a bad tour but worse in terms of like how hard it is because there's yeah. so many fans and they're so dedicated yeah. which is so like awesome and inspiring to see but it's also like when you're working and you're trying to get everything organized like it can be a lot and it can be really mm-hmm. hard so I think it says a lot that they trusted you to do that first of all yeah and I think even though in the moment, like I said, you probably felt like, oh my God, like, why does this have to be my first tour? Like now literally every other tour, you're going to be like, I got this. Like, it's fine. Like nothing's going to be worse than that, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, right after Suga's tour, I helped um, with TXT this past weekend and it was all sunshine and rainbows. I was like, wow, <laughs> this is so calm and like, organized and I was just having the best time so I was like you know what it can't get any worse than that and like it was still a great tour like the show was amazing and everything but like experience wise I feel like I'm like more prepared for like anything that's to come yeah you get you get to do the Aeros tour next let's say (laughs) I feel like like that would also be insane yeah Yeah, I don't even think she has VIP if she had VIP that would be insane that's that what i'm be- saying like i can only think i only feel like the eras tour might be harder than that but that's about it true oh, yeah. but maybe not even who knows if yeah. it's ga probably yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no and i think i think it's a really important lesson to like that you obviously you touched on this but like a really important lesson to just be be like nice to you know your every just everybody that works on a tour in general you know just like smile or say like even like you don't have to say but like you could say like hey you're doing a great job because like they've said like you're on the road like these people are on the road putting on a show for you and you know like so just like a simple thank you might might be what they think about for the rest of the day like you know and be like oh that was so nice so like yeah I don't that people too like they're trying to make it the best experience they possibly can for you so you know I think I can definitely see both sides because I think when you're the fan and you're going to see your favorite artist ever, you're so like, I want to have the best time. I want everything to go well for me. Like, 
in a in a sense you're like not being selfish but you're like you're thinking about your own experience and you want your experience to be however it is that you envisioned it and so Mm -hmm. a lot of times you take like the staff and and things like that for granted because they're the ones helping put it on and they don't necessarily Mm -hmm. understand like they've been here since this time and they're going to be here until this time where you just get to show up and go to the show so I think, you know, being able to put that into perspective and, you know, seeing like these people are working their butts off to make this tour happen, even like the artists themselves are like working their butts off to make it happen. So just small things like that. So if anybody's listening, next time you go to a tour or you go to a VIP activation, just say thank you. (laughs) I mean, they're going to be there before they're there before you get there and they're going to be there after you leave. So just one quick thanks you know (laughs) it's all it takes but yeah I mean this has been so great Viv thank you so much for being here I love learning new things about touring and you know the life of Viv all the time so you know (laughs) love that topic so yeah thank you so much for being here and we really appreciate it and um yeah this has been another episode of a little jaded